You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Mixology After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Mixology After Show. Girl, you make me dumb, 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 dumb. Hey there, After Buzzers. Welcome to another After Buzz After Show for Mixology. We're 10 strangers in one night. All do all kinds of stupid, ridiculous things to find love in a bar. Yeah, definitely. So super exciting. <laughs> I'm Miriam Gonzalez. Joining me this evening, my co-host across the way from me, Courtney Najedley. And my Twitter handle is at C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y-N-E-J-E-D-L-Y. And we are going to recap Last night's episode of Mixology is so exciting. I love the show. Definitely. And this is Bruce and Fab. Yes. Episode 7, Bruce and Fab. And they are just hilarious. My absolute two favorite characters to just, you just want to, they're so obnoxious. Well, let's talk about their three encounters. So the first one, when you turn on the show, obviously, um, Bruce and Fab kind of run into each other and Fab drops the pizza, so that's the first encounter. Well, I, I thought that she dropped her purse. Oh, at sorry, first. dropped the birth purse. control, and then the second is the pizza. Yes, yeah, she drops her purse, and she's just completely. He's she's not interested in no. running into him, and he's like, "Oh, so we meet again." And she's like, "Look, dude, didn't we just?" You were just hitting on my friend Jessica, and I'm not interested. He's like, you know, oh, do you want your birth control? You probably don't even take this. Yeah, it's definitely like a sassy comment for sure. He doesn't even care that. I mean, he'll hit on anything that walks. Not even. He'll hit on a pole. (laughs) Well, they were saying later on, you know, that that Bruce doesn't even have standards. So. But he has his eye on, on Jessica, which we'll find out later. Yes, so. he still plans on smashing Jess. Yes, definitely. And then they had a, the third encounter, which was a rendezvous in the bathroom that actually never ended up ha- happening. So let's get into um, kind of how their relationship is. I mean, have you ever experienced a relationship like this where there's a guy that's that's interested in you, but it's like almost like he's not interested, but he's just bored? No. No? You can't Me say. personally, no. No? Not my kind of guy. I mean, for instance, with with Bruce and, and Fab, and we see that with her background and her, how she grew up, yeah. it's that kind of love to fight. And yeah, so they, exactly. you know, like she grew up, her parents fought, and the only way that she knew how to hold a relationship, it's like, in fact, you know what? I actually, like, I'm a cancer. <laughs> And my um, 
my wa- my other water sign. Mm-hmm. My wishy-washy water sign is Pisces. Okay. My other water sign is Scorpio. Mm-hmm. And so when I date a Scorpio, and I've said this to a Scorpio that I've dated in the past, it's like, look, let's fight because the best part of fighting is making up. Right. <laughs> well, and I totally get that. I mean, you notice when they did the backstory on Fab, you know, she was they showed her parents and what that was like, and then she had that car accident, and she naturally started making out with a guy that... Yeah. Hitter, and so she associates Bruce almost in like that playful way, and and is unsure of herself, but just kind of is okay with the attention and and goes with it. And here they are, and like it seems as if every encounter that they have, there's some mention of Jessica. There is, isn't you there? know, yeah. And then I remember in the the last scene when they were possibly having that rendezvous in the bathroom, Bruce was like. You know, are you sure Jessica won't mind? You guys are best friends. And Fab was like, yeah, whatever. She's fine. She's fine with it. Um, But as soon as they kind of faced it head on, which was an interesting analogy when they started looking in the mirror, it was a resolution of, no, you're not the one. I'm not going to. This is just kind of a substitute situation. I think it's more of a reality check when they're looking in the mirror. Mm -hmm. It's one thing when, when you're having hot sex and you don't have to face reality. Right. You know, you're doing it in a bedroom and there's no mirrors to look around, especially if, if you don't like each other. It's hot when you do like each other and you're looking in the mirror. You're like, damn, what's going on here? But when you when you don't like each other and you see it, right. the reality hits, you're like, what am I doing here? Yeah. Who is this guy? And it's funny because some of the comments that she made when they're fighting, it's like, you look like a bag of oranges. And then she's like, let's go get a slice. Yeah. Because they're fighting over things like comparing, you know, pizzas, pizza in in Italy versus like a pizza place around the corner. You know, and so... And then later on, they compare penises in the show. So it seems like a lot of comparisons going on. There was a lot of bar fighting tonight. Yeah, that too. A lot of bar fighting. And so, you know, their their whole interaction, and you're right, they brought up Jess a lot. And the thing about Fab's relationship with Jess, she doesn't really care about how Jess feels. Interesting. At all. Throughout the entire... So are they really... Good friends? They are really good friends. They're really good friends because they've grown up together, but they're very competitive friends. Mm -hmm. They're very competitive friends. It's like Fab has always come up somewhat on top, Mm -hmm. so to speak, but has she really? Right, right. Well, I don't know. I feel like there's no, like there is a genuine feeling that they're friends when they're together, but then when they're not together, it's kind of like, well, Jessica. I don't even hear her name, you know, focus on me and the present. And it's- Ultimately, the first thing that when Bruce and Fab ran into each other, what he when they when they first ran into each other this evening, he's like, you know, oh, yeah, you know, like I, I'm just his friend. Didn't you call me ratty? Yeah, because in the one episode when they last interacted, when they first initially interacted and she was like, ew, and he complimented Jess Jessica, he was like, you know, she's this beautiful woman wearing this beautiful dress and, mm-hmm. you know, saying exactly what Jessica needed and wanted to right. hear. He totally cut down Fab. Yeah. So it's like she's now wanting to one-up Jessica. Gotcha. I see what's going on. She's doing it with the bartender. She's doing it with, with Bruce, even though she's not interested mm-hmm. in Bruce. So it's almost like this, uh, that she's so got going on. Speaking of, of being cut down and stereotypes and racist comments... Let's talk about Cal because there were some some mentions in there, actually three mentions that were pretty strongly identified as like a racist or stereotypical comment. Um, first one, 
in the very beginning, they made a Marlon Wayans comment, um, and it's it was the the one of the bald white guys said, "We loved you in white chicks," <laughs> which was hilarious. I definitely had a chuckle there. And then there was another there was another comment, um, you know, later on, which we'll get to, um, where. Tom referenced Cal as his limo driver, which is kind of like a, a low blow because he's, you know, on a different level than him is it, kind of in terms of how he made that comment. And then the last comment, um, you know, when, which we'll get to as well, Tom beats up one of the white guys or kind of does. <laughs> um, he he starts screaming out or um, Cal starts screaming out, where are the bouncers? Where are the bouncers? Oh, and he gets beat up by, yeah. the, by the chick. Yeah. Well, shout out to Sir and uh, Craig Frank. Yeah. Definitely. Shout out to Craig. Um, you know, what's really cool, which, by the way, saw you in the pizza commercial. Now I know what Stefan is talking about. I was at home in Florida, and I saw the pizza commercial. Awesome. Um, it, it's, it's funny because, uh, you know, in these interactions where they, they were stereotyping, right. you know, Bruce, for instance, they were stereotyping a lot in this episode yeah. where it was like, oh, well, you know, short, what did Bruce say? Short, short. bald guys always want to fight, mm-hmm. you know, like the little Hitlers of the world, the short right. man's complex and all this right. kind of stuff. So I think there was stereotyping across the board, Definitely. even to the point where like the, you know, the, the penis hunt, which we'll True. get to in a little bit, <laughs> you know, um, where the ladies were stereotyping the men as they were scouting out, um, you know, and then also the fact that they stereotyped Tom and tall yeah. guys. And Bruce was a total vag for walking out and leaving <laughs> Tom and Cal to fight the short bald guys. That is true. And then the chicks wind up, you know, little miss, little tiny Jersey girl. Yeah, exactly. I was like, she's got to be from New Jersey. I'm like, what is she? What's that salon show where they fight in New Jersey? Oh, God, I used to watch it because I was like, seriously, these girls are nuts. I have no idea, but her yeah. accent and her hair and the whole getup, I was like, Marissa, she's... what is that show on, on, um, oh, God, what is it do? MTV? I don't know. They do the hair and they have like a salon. Well, I was thinking Jersey Shore. No, not Jersey Shore, but they have like a salon where they do hair in New Jersey. And my cousin lives in New Jersey. Like, I have family in New Jersey. I should know this. Well, needless to say, yes. But But she was that girl. Right. And she she beat up Tom, which is obviously the opposite of what... Wearing a leopard and all. Mm -hmm. God bless you girls in Jersey. I'm from New York. It's all good. But literally, like, she she just came out of nowhere and totally threw down. And that was another stereotype. But here, you know, they were saying they're like, you know, um, fighting... Oh my God, Tom's comment. Fighting tall people with hair is not going to make you taller. Exactly. And then Tom goes and knocks him out. But he, I mean, he slips on the lemon and accidentally knocks him out. So, and then he goes, what did I kill him? Yeah. And, and then he kind of, um, almost develops this persona that goes with it of like, okay, all right, I'm, you know, I'm kind of a badass here. And, and then, you know, obviously at the end we see that he was. Well, that's because everyone starts... Like Jersey-licious. Jer- yes, Jersey-licious. <laughs> Thank you. I, I really did like that show. It's still on, too. I'm I sorry. I'm not... In. I don't watch that they show. They, like, tease, and they have the long acrylic nails, and you're just like, whoa, dude. <laughs> well, that's, it's a whole nother, that's a whole nother show, and I'm sure there's an after show for it. And I and you can watch it here on After Buzz TV. Uh-huh. Um, so anyhow, uh, but no, yes, Tom develops this whole persona after he mm-hmm. gets this thing because everyone starts treating him kind of like a king. And it's funny because Cal says to Tom, he's like, man, everybody thinks you're Batman. 
Right. And it's true. Like, the bouncer's like, dude, you're like, great job. And then these girls are, like, fawning over him. I know. Now, earlier in the night, because this is, like, you know, ten strangers walking into a bar. And these episodes are all happening in one evening. Tom walked into this night, like, wimpy, wimpy, crying. Which is typically his her, his persona in general. Yeah. He's like, not really confident in who he is. So he kind of got to take on a new role, which he liked for a hot second, you know, and that's where he made the comment about Cal being, oh, and, and this is my limo driver when a few girls came up and were commenting on how strong and, you know. Yeah. I mean, he got his heart broken. He got his heart broken at the beginning of the season. Right. The beginning, typically, of the night. You know, he, he barely had the confidence when he first walked in right. at the beginning of this night to go up to Maya to the point where his ego was kind of knocked down to yeah. the point where he was like, you know, can I ask for your number? Or You saw the different changes throughout mm-hmm. this night, throughout this season. And now here we are on episode seven, you know. Right. And if we reflect back on last um, last Thursday or Wednesday night as well, you know, I think we also saw some character development and growth in Tom's character. So, I don't know. And and even the way that Maya responds and reacts to him, I feel like she's starting to really embrace who he is and um, not think of him as, you know, a a small, you know, pushover. Oh, no. She's definitely got a sweet tooth for him. Yeah. I've been saying this for weeks. And, And it's because he is not the typical guy that she would normally date Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's nice to color outside the box and outside of the lines right you know i mean normally you date the bad boy and you take advantage of him and now it's the sweet guy that she could sort of take advantage of and or mold right and i actually think he's kind of coming into his own so it's not so much that she's got the upper hand i feel like he's understanding a little bit more of who he is and what he's capable of and um, finding his confidence, really. Yeah. And so it's not so much that she's like the overarching character that kind of reigns him in. I feel like they're starting to get on equal playing fields to some extent. So I don't know. We'll see how that character development unfolds. Um, and then let's talk about the girls and the whole conversation about, you know, identifying people in the room and kind of, you know, specifying what type of penis they would have. Now, I have to say, this is my favorite thing to do in a bar. Not, not so you've done it before. Not necessarily like, let me, let's shop around from a penis based on a phone. <laughs> but people watching for one is always fun. Yes, definitely. People watching for one is always fun and trying to spot who is who at a bar. Oh, now, I, I like to do the, the storytelling where you look at somebody and you're like, all right. This is their backstory, you know, and you make it up as you go just to pass time with your friends. But I've never done the, the, you know, okay, well, this man over here, he has this type of penis and this is how he is in relationships or how he was last night. I mean, it was just like, whoa. It's easy to do with, with um, what kind of guy do you think that kind that guy is? Well, yeah. I mean. Like you can totally pick a Bruce in a bar. You can pick a Bruce. You can pick pick a. A jerk, which I don't really identify any of the characters as, like, that complete asshole. Maybe Dominic could kind of come across as, like, that cool, like, smooth, suave He's the one-night stand guy. True. That is true. He's the one-night stand guy. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Casey's a space cadet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So, <laughs> so you know, Bruce's sex history, he had low to no standards. He longed for the day he could sleep with somebody he actually cared about, which happens to be Jessica. All right. So where do we really think this is going? Do you, I mean, Jessica made the comment in the end, which identified specifically with, you know, Bruce and what he thought about this pizza. He said, um, you know, I would totally have sex with this pizza. I would make babies with it. Um, and, or I, yeah. And then, and then Jessica, when he, he brought this pizza over to her at the very end, Jessica made the same exact comment, which was hilarious. So I really think that their relationship could, you know, blossom into something. And I think they do have enough commonality to really I think progress. that sometimes when a situation like that, yeah, when you when you repel something so much, mm-hmm. you wind up finding that you have more in common with that person than right. you realize. And first of all, Bruce has said a lot of the right things. Mm-hmm. He may not, in her eyes, be Prince Charming, although he he's not exactly an eyesore, right? So he's a ginger. He's not, you know, your normal visually if you lined him up he's not the first thing <laughs> he's not the most attractive i mean i think he's guy an attractive out of the guy. friends but as out of the friends i think he's probably you know a little bit more rugged mountain man in comparison oh to, yeah he definitely could be cleaned up definitely i mean and, and they do a great job with his character as far as making him and he says it to uh actually when when they're sitting there talking him and jessica i mean him and fab when they're out and about having their little pizza extravaganza right. on their way to go have pizza, you know, he says to her, he's like, you know, I'm pretty much, this is me. I'm your future. Because she says, you know, what do you have to offer? Yeah, do he- you even have a job? And and you have, like, you have nothing to offer. And he goes, you know what? Every year you get older. Right. And more desperate. And then you'll find yourself with a woman, or with a man that looks like this. Exactly. Which is actually, you know... As as a twenty something adult, you know, with friends that are married and um, having babies and different things, I think that is definitely something that you you find yourself questioning. You go, "Oh my gosh, do I have to lower my standards? Do I have to?" No, you don't. You know, and and I think that's what he's that's what he's touching on. Is you get older, more desperate, and eventually you'll have to find yourself with a, a man like me if you cut people down and if you are as scrutinizing as you are towards men. And I think. Like, the whole meat and potatoes was, like, Bruce argumentative, not argumentatively, but claiming, like, I'm a really good guy if you just look beyond the outer appearance. Girls like Fab will have to lower her standards. Girls like Jessica will clean a guy like Bruce up. That is a great comment. Yeah, definitely. That is the difference between a girl like Fab and a girl like Jessica. So then what about Casey? How do you see Casey fitting into that demographic? Casey just has to grow, period. Yeah. Casey and Cal, for instance, they're the kind of people, and I love that they made up this episode, how adorable, like, first of all, you know, here she is, you know, she's doing her job, she's ignoring them for one, and I love the fact that, you know, Tom, she's ignoring Tom and and Cal sitting at the table. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, it was kind of a a not-so-cool thing for Cal to stand her up a few episodes back. Not cool, dude, but I understand why. I get it. Yes, you're the guy who marries every girl you meet. True, true. Dude, not cool. 
You don't marry a girl after six months. You date someone <laughs> for a year and a half. One. Not even. Not even. You date someone for a while. You get to know each other. The, the rule of thumb is, I mean, if you're lucky. I mean, it happens. It does happen. There are certain circumstances, not for everybody. Rule of thumb typically is you get to know somebody. Because people tend to, like, sugarcoat who they are. They put on this facade. They pretend they're somebody. And then all of a sudden you're living with them. And you're like, dude, that's not who I thought That is true. That is true. Were. People evolve and... And develop and change, and you get to see different facets of their character you're and like you, how you, they're tested. And yeah, you used to be sweet. Now you're farting in front of me. Like now you're gross. Like mm. there's like all different kinds of things. Like yeah. the true person comes out after a while. So ultimately, you think Casey and Cal have a shot? I think they do have a shot. I really do. And it's the fact that if you if they take their time and not mm-hmm. rush into things, although because they're very similar. Mm-hmm. And from the same town, there's a chance that, not to say that they rush in and get married, but get to know each other. And I like that he said, you know, I I usually rush into things and I really want to take it slow. And she agrees. I'm like willing to do that. Yeah. That's a good place to start. Definitely. Being honest up front, I think that that could work. And the fact that they, that they were on the same page, that's Mm -hmm. a good place to start. I don't think he was on the same page with his past relationships, and he just rushed into it. He was kind of the puppy dog, and you saw that in the flashbacks of of the episodes past. Yeah. He was very, like, you know, and he rushed in and got divorced. So, obviously, we're left with a a few other relationships to talk about. Dominic doesn't seem to be in one, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, no. He's the bachelor who's banging all the girls at the bar. (laughs) And then we also have... Tom and Maya, which we've kind of discussed, they seem to be inching closer and closer together and more seemingly on the same page. And then, of course, Liv now and Ron and the the, the penis envy or <laughs> just penis uh, adoration, I guess, that she has for Ron based on this picture that Jessica had. Absolutely. And, and we'll get into all of that fun stuff as we get into predictions. But I love how... In the penis hunt, how as they're searching throughout the bar, and I, first of all, when <laughs> how the they, funniest concept. how they come across it, you know, <laughs> Jessica's showing her pictures of her kids and how cute that is, and then you know, Liv is like, we have got to go on the hunt, and of course, Maya is the person for the job to make this happen. Yeah. I love Maya's ambition to make this happen, and so they go on the hunt. And they're like, there's no possible way that it's Ron's penis. And then they send the bartender who is just like, oh, my God. Stunning. Yeah. You know, he goes into the ba- he goes into the bathroom and confirms that it is Ron's penis. <laughs> Can you imagine, though, like as a female, if, if, if we had the ability, the stalls weren't, you know, super tall. Some girl like peering over the stall, just checking out your situation down that you're like you're what are you doing <laughs> well no i like how was it the the little short um the bald, bald guy, guy was so upset. freaking out you need to get up out of the, the next stall and then ron was like i gotta suck it in he was like it was like penis code right it was it was like penis code that he was so upset yeah he, and he's like i'm british code. He's like, I don't know about this code. What he's is like, this code? He's like, I'm not a willy watcher. I'm not French. A willy watcher. That's classic. And, and <laughs> my my favorite part, though, is he goes over one, and he's like, I can't even see your willy from here. <laughs> I think he was just poking fun oh, at the Oh, obviously, yeah. he was poking fun at him. But, it, like, that guy had such issues. Yeah. Such issues. Which, obviously, I think was really 
who he was as a person. I mean, he was throwing lemons at Tom. He had this. I think oftentimes when people get into fights, it's because they're not confident in themselves. It's like a self-conscious thing, and they they feed off of other people's insecurity, and really they're the ones with the insecurity. And so I definitely think they were really showcasing that. Absolutely insecure. Yeah. And it was interesting to see how that completely (laughs) evolved through the night. Yeah, definitely. Or through that moment. But the fact that when when Dominic came back and confirmed to live in Maya, she was like, what did she say? That she was some sort of like whore because she was going to pursue oh, it? She said, she said, well, because, um, so Liv is obsessed with Ron's penis and Maya is, is talking about, well, aren't you engaged? And she goes, well, I'm already on the train to Whore Town, USA. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, and, you know, I guess. I don't know. I'm not a proponent. Like, when you're engaged, you're focused on that person. You shouldn't even be peering outside of that box. But um, apparently this one particular night, it's grounds for, you know. Well, you have to understand. Liv is is with a guy that she's the girl who plays it safe. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is the day before she's about to send out her wedding invitations. Right. You know, and... With her playing it safe the day before she's about to send out her wedding invitations, her fiancé is home in a Snuggie watching the cats, recording devious maids, waiting for her, not out with her. Yeah. And she's unsure, and here is this sweet British guy who just threw up in Jessica's purse at the beginning of the night. Yeah. Who texted his penis. And I love how at the end of the night, Jessica's like, oh, I've got to get the picture of me bending over the bed with my face in it right. back from his phone. I know. Have you ever send it, sent a a sext? Not with my face in it. So just the rule of thumb rule is... Rule of thumb is from the, he- from the neck down. Just in case. Through social media these days, it'll come back around and bite you in the butt. Well, I've, I've actually never sent a... You've a sex. never sent a sex. No, although picture. probably saying that now, I'm like, you know, somebody's like, actually, you did. No, um, I don't. I mean, I don't think so. I think I've received one. Have you received a penis pic? Oh yeah, yeah. Back in my devious, I think it was my college days for sure. Definitely, I've been off the market for so long, All so right. it's been a while. <laughs> okay, so I'm just gonna throw this out there because I have many Twitter followers, and God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. I appreciate your following. Can you please, those of you that follow me, and send your following and your your Twitter handle picture is your penis, can you please stop that? Is it's, that really a thing? People do that? I am not even kidding you. I By mean, the way, I do block you guys. I'm sorry. I just can't handle on it. On Facebook, I remember I received it. I can't handle it. I I'm received like, a message, and the message was like, if they they wanted me to be like on um, some dating show, and that like that's like the, the most, I guess, out of left field thing that's happened on social media for me. That's been like, oh, do I really come across as the type of girl that's really interested in a man with a ton of money and no well, that's personality? A, that's like, fun and exciting, but to have someone follow you and it's a picture of their penis, yeah, that's to have someone. 
that I like send me a picture of their penis if I like you. That's one thing. But to have your handle be your penis. Hey, well, maybe they were thinking it's just you'd not enjoy cool. it. I'll tell you afterwards and you'll understand where I'm coming from. It's not cool. It's not cute. And I block you. But yes, sexting when you're attracted to one another is one thing. Yeah. When you're not, it's not cute. But I thought it was cute for Liv, though. She's like, what did she say? I feel like it's winking at me. Oh, yeah. She's like, she think it's winking at me. <laughs> like, but when you really like someone, yeah. that's how you feel. Well, I just thought it was hilarious how they were identifying, like, they would look at a guy and they go, oh, he has a curved penis. Or that person over there has, like, oh, it was, like, one night stand only. Or, you know, and I just, it's, I think when you do look at a guy, you can kind of envision the type of person they are and how they would Interact with a woman, even sexually, I think. I don't know. It's different when when you like someone and when you don't. And I liked how, I thought it was really endearing. This is another tell sign, I think, for Maya. Right. She's like, when she looked at, when they looked at Tom, she was like, yeah, he, he, he could maybe be awesome. Yes. I know. That was such a positive affirmation that their relationship is if Tom, progressing and going in a yes. northern, northern uh, direction. Yes. If if Tom were to be a fly in that conversation, he first of all, he'd be beat red. Yeah. As and red as my He probably wouldn't right be able now. to function either. Oh, no. Not at all. <laughs> he would be beside himself. He'd be like, oh, my God. Like, what do I do? He, he'd be like, can I marry you? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Which he already said at the beginning of the night. He's like, um... That's my wife. I know, which is so great. I think he's like, he's a little too hopeless romantic. Yeah. It's scary. It's I feel, I'm scared for guys like that. Yeah, but then, you know, and you look at her and she's, she's confident in who she is and what she wants too. So, you know, I, like I said, I feel like their characters are compatible, but they don't realize it yet. And I think it just has to do with Tom finding that confidence and that independence that he really does own. He's just, it's almost like the people around him remind him of his insecurities. There's a problem with that, though. There needs to be a balance. Mm -hmm. There has to be a balance because what happens in a situation like that, if he becomes a little too dependent on her, Mm -hmm. then it's like puppy dog She's a crusher. That's true. She's a crusher. And she'll get bored and then, and she'll toss him. That's true. So he needs to, there needs to be a balance. He needs to become a little bit dependent, which he's learning to do, which like, you know, what did he say? Like after, you know, he called Cal his limo driver, he's like, you know, yeah, you know, uh, he's feeling like Batman, you know, get, let's get us some shots and yes. uh, get me a steak and make it bloody. And and then the guy came over and he's like, yeah, he's next on my list of guys to fight or whatever. Yeah. So he needs to find that balance where like he's not medium. really that guy mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. not really, you know, too much of a puppy dog. And, or sending over blue Hawaiians, even though it's endearing. Like, be sweet, but don't be a vag and don't, don't be a douche either. <laughs> Find the balance. Find the balance, kids. Yeah, definitely. Find the balance. All right. So are we at predictions yet? Or I, do we want to talk about, um, let's see. Did we touch on everything? Yeah, I think so. Even I mean, we have Bruce and, and Jess on the same page. We have Fab... And Bruce not on the same page, which I kind of, I thought they were totally going to do it. Yeah. I really did. And um, Bruce not staying with his friends and totally pooning out, which is is to be expected. Yeah. Which I thought it was hilarious, the whole, like, 
petting the bald guy as he walked away. <laughs> I know. And, and almost getting busted. Totally, totally. But I have friends that totally like find themselves guys doing are so stuff weird. Like that. Yeah. Guys Poking are so the bear weird. really. <laughs> you know? Poking the bear but not really. <laughs> All right. I well, say we get to prediction. I agree. Let's do it. And now you're after Buzz TV. So who do we think is going to find love next? Because it keeps on changing. Well, I'm a proponent of uh, Dominic and Fab. I know the relationship hasn't even started. They haven't, they don't really have anything that they've, you know, had a connection on yet. But because Dominic is just the bartender at this point and there's no um, trajectory in terms of his relationship status, I like to venture that. Um, somehow they'll end up together because she's, Fab's like really spunky and just kind of, I don't know. I feel like there's some sense of compatibility with their personalities and she's hot and she is confident in who she is and he's confident in who he is and he's very attractive as well. And, um, they're, they're both kind of like no strings attached mentality. Okay. And so I kind of feel like they would connect on that level. Okay. And then obviously... Cal and Casey, I think they're going strong in a positive direction. Uh, Tom and Maya, um, I still think they're on the road to um, a possible relationship. And then um, Bruce and Jessica, we'll see how that develops. I don't know. I kind of think Jessica is still going to have that, like, I don't know, on a leash mentality of just keeping him at bay but liking the attention and who knows? I think it'll take a few more episodes before they get together. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, with that being said, I don't think that Fab or Dominic are going to hook up with anyone. Really? Yeah. They're just kind of the, They're the just, floater. You know, t- Dominic's already hooked <clears throat> up with Casey. Right. I don't think he's going to hook up with anyone. He's kind of that... Sushi bartender that can hook up with anyone. Right. And so I think they're just going to leave us hanging with that because we are expecting him to hook up with someone. True. So you don't think they'll all end up like happily ever after, you know, all the strings tied up? That'd be too easy. Right. I think that would be too easy. Um, Fab, because she's so easy and a little on the trashy side, love your character because you're freaking hilarious. I don't think she's going to hook up with anyone either. Okay. Well. I, and I didn't think that I'd say that. <laughs> I don't think she's going to hook up with anyone either. I do think, though, that Jess, Jessica, will hook up with Bruce. I think it's going to be a little bit of a game, but they're going to find that they have a lot more in common than they realized. Yeah. And it's exactly what I said earlier. The She's the kind of girl, the kind of, not girl, the kind of woman right. that cleans a guy like his behind up well there you have it guys no i'm not even done yet like dress him up get him a haircut a nice closer clean nice five o'clock shadow shave and you think this is all gonna happen the next episode not a few i mean it's one night so how could it's one night but it's one night that can can continue in hopefulness to a next season you never know okay this is my hope i think that Liv is gonna be hopeful or take the night to another whorish level, and I still think they're going to have sex in the bathroom. I mean, now that now that it's winking at her, it's winking it's either, at her. It's either 
on the roof or in the bathroom. That's something's gonna happen, and I'm so hopeful that Tom and and uh, Maya are gonna hook up. I definitely see a sweetness going on now that Casey and Cal have made up. So yeah. I'm very excited about that. But so we're very excited for episode eight of Mixology, and we look forward to next week's episode of Mixology Make sure you watch. with you guys here on Afterbuzz TV. Where can they find you on social media and all those fun other? So episodes? I already told you on uh, Twitter, but on Instagram you can follow me at Court1202. And on just one more time. For one more time for Twitter, it's Courtney Najudley, and the last name is spelled. N-E-J-E-D-L-Y. You can find me on Twitter, Miriam L. Gonzalez. You can also find me on Instagram when I do it, Miriam G1. I forgot about that. It's been a while since I've been on social media. You can also follow us here on AfterBuzz, on AfterBuzz, at AfterBuzz, on Twitter. TV, at AfterBuzz <laughs> At AfterBuzz TV. TV. <laughs> <laughs> and, and no penis pics. <laughs> no, no penis pics. You can also follow us on Facebook, and you can also hang out with us here on AfterBuzzTV.com for all the fun after shows that we've got going on. There's many that we've got. Um, until next week, we'll see you here for some more mixology. Big kiss. See you soon. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.